This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On today's show, we have updates on Better Call Saul, Marvel, and Creed 3. Also, Kathleen Kennedy isn't going anywhere. And we're talking about our favorite popular songs in movies. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 71 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I am Josh. I'm Adam. And Adam, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going okay. How about you? I'm doing pretty know. good. Yeah, doing pretty yeah. good. Good. We've good. had some nice weather up here in, in, in uh, PA. Yeah, lately. yesterday was um, nice. Uh, so I was stuck good. home working, but my wife and daughter went out to the zoo, so they had some fun. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's I, been I enjoyable didn't. at least. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been what have you been up to this week and do you have any recommendations for us? Uh well, I I, I mentioned <laughs> I don't know if this is a recommendation. I guess it is. Sure, why not? Uh but I mentioned to you before we started recording that you know, uh I have Huey Lewis stuck in my head. <laughs> so as I'm recording, we did watch today, Back to the Future recently. We did, so. and then that's yeah. also uh, kind of a foreshadowing to our main uh, topic this week. Where we're talking about our mm-hmm. favorite, you know, popular songs and movies, and Huey Lewis has a few, <laughs> a few good ones. Uh, yes, so I was do. listening to a Huey Lewis playlist this morning, and uh, it's kind of as as I'm recording, it's just going over and over and over and over again. So. That's fun. And then I also have been watching uh, the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s on Disney+. Plus. So that will be my main recommendation for this week uh, is Spider-Man, the animated awesome. series. Yeah, speaking of Spider-Man, I just recently, well, last night, actually, I finished uh, Spider-Man Homecoming um, as part of my okay. MCU nice. rewatch. And I think that is just such an excellent spider-man movie and tom holland just does a a terrific job in that role you know oh yeah yeah Um, he's my favorite spider-man for sure hands down yeah i mean i i still have you know this real big place in my heart for spider-man 2 and i absolutely love that movie yeah i think it's one of the best if not the best but this this comes very close to that for me um yeah, I Andrew, also, can, I've pretty much blocked out Andrew Garfield, but uh, yeah, that yeah, <laughs> I don't even think that exists to me anymore. <laughs> but, but Toby and Tom Holland, but but Tom Holland has just been perfect for me as Peter Parker. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, and I've also been continuing for all mankind, and it just keeps getting better and better in, in, in season two. I love that show. Um, but I would say my, my recommendation for this week would be Assembled, actually, um, which the, f- the first episode of the Assembled on Disney Plus goes into uh, all the behind the scenes stuff with WandaVision. And I, I think it was a very well done documentary. I really, really enjoyed this and, and getting a look behind the scenes and how they did the sitcoms and how they had an actual live studio audience in there when they were they were filming. They were trying to really do it just like they used to do it when they made sitcoms, you know, which yeah, it was very um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, even bringing and, in visual effects artists that were experienced in like, you know, wires and, and cabling and, and things like right. that, you know, and not for like making Wanda fly, but like, you know, doing the bewitch type stuff is, is pretty cool. Yeah, there is some great stuff. I mean, if you were a fan of WandaVision, you definitely will want to check this out. Assembled on Disney Plus, now available. Um, so that's my recommendation. <clears throat> and um, speaking of Marvel, we have some Marvel updates coming up in our new segment here. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Sold out every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. I make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. I make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! Speaking of Toby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into Marvel, as promised, um, I do want to talk about another one of my uh, favorite shows, Better Call Saul. Um, it is... Production has begun officially on the final sixth and final season of Better Call Saul. The co-creator and showrunner Peter Gold took to Twitter to announce that uh, production has begun. I'm really excited. I mean, I will say, you know, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. I know you are too, Adam. Better Call Saul, it had a little bit of a slow start for me in the first couple seasons. But if you get through those first couple and you start getting into like seasons three and beyond... It really starts to connect more and more to Breaking Bad, and and it's really leading up to that. And the connections are just great to see, and 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 also just the character, the characterization and arc for Saul, played by um, Bob Odenkirk, is is just amazing. Absolutely love it. And yeah, speaking of those first couple seasons, those were I like I started watching it and then I fell mm -hmm. out of it and. Uh, since this is the final season, I might end up watching it just like I did with Breaking Bad and just watch it the whole way through after it hits streaming. So I think that'll work for me. Yeah, if you can get through those first... And not that they're bad or anything, but it's just a little, it was slow, a little slow. Yeah. Um, Those first couple, and it, it, it'll, it'll really pay off later on. Yes. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm also very excited about news on Creed 3 because I am a huge Creed fan. Um. I think, you know, it was just Ryan Coogler did an amazing job of, of bringing those first two and um, having the Rocky character in there. And, the, and the, he plays the role of kind of like the mentor and it's it's come full circle for Rocky and everything. And I, I love Michael B. Jordan in that role, too, as Adonis Creed. Um, but this time, Ryan Coogler will not be in the director's chair. This time it will be Michael B. Jordan who is is going to do that. And, you know, he, he's quoted as saying directing has always been an aspiration, but the timing had to be right. And he said, Creed 3 is that moment. Um, a time in my life where I've grown more sure of who I am, holding agency in my own story, maturing personally, growing professionally, and learning from greats like Ryan Coogler, Denzel Washington, and other top tier directors. You know, he he's ready to go. You know, uh, Creed is actually a movie franchise that I have not seen yet at all. Ooh, ooh, I recommend it. That's so, another recommendation. You're getting two recommendations today, people. Yeah, so we uh, we might have <laughs> to do something about that here in the next couple yes. weeks or months. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I know. Are you a fan of Rocky at all? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I th um, man. Creed is great. The, the relationship between, you know, Adonis and Rocky in these movies is just amazing. I love it. Um, I love nice. Rocky being in that role. And there's there's some good humor in there. It's it's just a, the first one, especially, is a very well-balanced film. 
just a, a okay. really you know feel good sports film as yeah, it's well, always so. been on my radar just never watched it but yeah, yeah you know now we'll have to, have to check it out I'll, I'll approach creed with arms wide open <laughs> i see what you did there um uh, all right well we're moving on to marvel now finally <laughs> and uh for all those that were waiting for the marvel news <laughs> and um we have some updates on what's going on in marvel we had um an interview with kevin feige and he said on march 19th Falcon and Winter Soldier will be debuting. June 11th will be Loki. And of course, soon after that, we'll have our first animated series, which is What If. Um, finishing up Ms. Marvel. Very excited for What If, by the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they're finishing up Ms. Marvel and shooting Hawkeye currently. In a few weeks, we start She-Hulk. And a week or so after that, we start Moon Knight, in addition to our features. Um, so there's a lot going on in Marvel, a lot coming down the line on Disney Plus and in theaters with, with some of the features as well. Um, I am extremely excited for Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to check out Moon Knight. Is that going to have... Um, what's his name? Um, <clears throat> does that one have Poe Dameron in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, I don't know a lot about Moon Knight or She-Hulk, to be perfectly honest. I am or Miss be... Marvel, even, either. No, right. I'm going to be reading more about uh, Moon Knight here coming up. I'm finishing up a couple other Marvel comics that I've been reading, uh, and I'm going to talk about those next week, I think. Awesome. But then after that, it's going to be Moon Knight, because everything I'm hearing about the Moon Knight character is uh, something that I think is going to be right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for all of it. You know, bring on all the Marvel. I love Marvel. Um, Speaking of Marvel, you know. did you check out the uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier little snippet trailer that came? Yes, out? I did. I've been watching everything yeah. on YouTube that's related to Falcon and Winter Soldier and, that, and the and Justice League, of course. I too, can't but. wait now for for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know that that back and forth with Bucky and Sam has always been top notch. Uh huh. And it was. Yeah. One of the best I've seen so far in that little clip, uh, you know, about the Hobbit and and then the the wizards and, and <laughs> <Right. everything. laughs> there was a mention hats, of Gandalf yeah. in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Good stuff. Continuing in Marvel, um, according to Deadline, um, Bob Chapek, uh, Disney CEO, um, was talking at um, I think it was like one of those annual shareholder meetings. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and he mentioned. Um, we're really excited about the full slate of films we have in store. Next up is Black Widow, currently set for release in theaters on May 7th. So it looks like, I mean, it looks like they're trying to keep that May 7th date for Black Widow. I don't know exciting. what other choice they have. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, just get it out the door at this point. I mean, if it's on Disney+, Plus, it's on Disney+, Plus, but just get it out the door. I mean, they've already started with uh, WandaVision with this phase, so it's like it, you can't really put off the film side of this too much longer you know so it's just yeah and then not only that but you have shang chi right around the corner that's still scheduled for july Mm -hmm. uh you know followed by eternals i think that's like november or something like that i mean they can't really just sit on these forever so they just it's time to go yeah i agree and i think with their whole plan with this phase you know they they need to keep their keep to their plan Mm -hmm. um and I'm I'm so I've been so excited for Black Widow for so long. She's actually my favorite like female Marvel character and, and nice. hero. I, I'm a big fan. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm excited about that. And I think it's about time we got it. And you just got to keep. I agree with you. 
basically keep keep pushing forward with it and i think you know you do the same thing that you did with with raya and the last dragon you know you have that premiere access but you have theatrical release as well so um bob chapek also had a little bit more to say but this time it was about lucasfilm and he said we've been absolutely thrilled that we can have the creative talent in our company the likes of kathleen kennedy we look forward to having Kathleen directing Lucasfilm activities for years to come. So there were a lot of Star Wars fans that were that are not fans of Kathleen Kennedy for various understandable reasons. And a lot of people thought, you know, her, her contract, I think, was supposed to be up this year. Um, was she going to resign? Was she going to, you know, what was going to happen? But it, it seems like she is going to be around for a while. So. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to advocate for her firing, but I mean, it's no. like it's like. I think all that does is just kind of puts the ball in her court as to when she's going to step out. Um, right. You know, if she, if she wants to move on or if she you know, wants to retire after whenever that contract is actually up, uh, then I think that's, you know, that's still on the table and it's just, uh, and, um, you know, it's just Disney's not going to move on that type of firing action, which is fine. I mean, that's how they're, mm-hmm. you know, if they're going to, keep her around if they want to keep her around that's their prerogative as a company and uh, you know that's it's fine but i mean there's also this this possibility that you know that's pr speak and i don't know if it is or not but you know that's also possible but i just think it's you know kind of them saying you know if she wants to stay she can stay so yeah yeah i think you know the main issue i've had with kathleen kennedy is just what's happened with the various directors and problems behind the scenes yeah. and problems yeah. with Gina Carano at this point now, although there's been a lot there's of been a tension, lot of drama a, a lot behind of, the scenes of yeah, Star Wars it, for a number of years now. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I can't help but wonder what the, the source of that is. And I, I kind of go towards the leader, you know, of, of Lucasfilm with that. But, um, you know, that's my only, it's kind of one of those things, you know, where you, you know, you're a fan of a, of a sports team and, things aren't working right so where do you go you go to the coach you know it's it's yep. that type yeah. of thing i think you know and yeah. even if it's not the coach's fault it's kind of the coach's responsibility to, to not have mm-hmm. that stuff happen you know so right. i get yeah, that so we'll i mean and lucasfilm has a lot you know star wars has a lot of content that's going to be coming out the next few years so we'll see how that plays out and if you know things work out better this this time around with that yeah um but yes, that wraps it up for our news this week. And now we are moving on to our favorite popular songs in movies with our good friend um, from, from high school, Steve Slack. Yo! Yo, ho, yo, 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 so we mention every week at the end of the show that we want to hear your suggestions for show topics, and this week is kind of evidence of that. But the one thing that we don't say when we say that is if you know you happen to suggest a topic, you're going to end up with an invite to join us to talk about it. So this week we are welcoming our good friend Steve to the show for the very first time. Steve has been listening for a long time, and Josh and I have literally known Steve since elementary school. So it's very cool for us to kind of reconnect again and you know do it here on the podcast kind of live for us, but not for you. Uh, but Steve uh, sent me a text a couple weeks ago with this idea and, you know, immediately the wheels in my head started turning and I knew Josh would be all in for this, you know, knowing how much he loves both film and music. 
but what we're going to be talking about this week is kind of the cross section of those two worlds. You know, we've talked about movie scores before and, you know, John Williams, you know, star Wars podcast, that type of stuff. Uh, but this week we're going to be talking about our favorite songs that were actually just written for movies, popular music that were, that was written for movies. We talked a little bit, I know Steve and I talked a little bit about having, you know, popular songs that were just included in movies. Uh, and we could be here for days talking about that. And then, you know, you guys sneak a one or two in there that's fine <laughs> it's our show our rules uh so but anyway i mean johnny be good kind of takes the cake for that one anyway i think pretty fair to say so we're going to stick yeah, to kind of yeah, just agree. talking about our favorite movie uh, our favorite songs that were written specifically for a movie yeah maybe you'll hear us talk about one you haven't heard for a while you have to go back and listen to it maybe you'll learn you know something about a song uh, that you didn't know uh before uh, I actually learned one uh, this week. Uh, so we're going to kind of take this round table and we'll just each take turns tossing out a song and uh, talking about why we love it and where it comes from. Uh, and so uh, let's, let's, uh, let's hand it over to our guests. You know, uh, Steve, say hi. And when you're ready, you can throw out your first song. It's, it's an honor. And I'm, I'm excited, excited to talk about this. I actually got this idea. I was <clears throat> listening to the radio running an errand and I heard a song. Uh, by this artist and was not the song that I'm about to mention, but I'm like this, this man has contributed to movie culture more than anything that I can think of and is vastly underappreciated. So the song that I picked first uh, was written for a 1980 movie. And I feel it was used as the opening of the movie kind of sets the whole scene. They played the whole song in the beginning and at its core, it's about the movie. The movie is about a high school senior working a summer job doesn't know what he wants to do with his life he has a couple rich mentors trying to tell him what to do uh one is kind of a, a loose loose guy the other is a straight and narrow guy and pretty much uh the song just kind of entitled like gives um gives a like a sense of who this pl- person is at the beginning of the movie funny enough at the as the movie goes on it's it's also just a comedy of snl proportions and so this song pretty much is associated with a comedy portion of it but the song is i'm all right by kenny loggins i knew you're gonna pick a kenny loggins one i wasn't quite sure which one you'd go with And it is associated with the dancing gopher, but it opens the movie in full. Uh, they play, they show the country club. They show Danny, who's the main character in his house full of younger siblings. Uh, and he's pretty much just trying to figure out what, what he wants to do with his life. But uh, the song, the lyrics perfectly kind of match up with that feeling of just being that he's figuring things out and that he's all right. But Everybody knows it with this animatronic gopher that Bill Murray runs around the golf course trying to to capture because it's ruining the golf course. And <laughs> it's by it's it's a great song. It's always been yeah. one of my favorite songs, but it's also one of my it's favorite. Great song. Movies. It's a classic so, comedy too. That's great. Um, yeah, for me, I, I was I was out to dinner with Brittany last night, and um, we were just sitting there and we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the show today. And she's like, "Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun." 
And we were talking about all these songs, you know, all, all these songs that we could think of. Um, so it was really hard for me to narrow down <laughs> what I wanted to, to talk about today. Um, and we actually even heard a couple of these songs that are on my list while we were there eating dinner. So it just <laughs> yeah. shows you how popular yeah. some of these songs um, can be. And I, 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 I kind of have a list of songs from newer movies. Like I have a few of those. And then I have a few that are kind of older movies, you know, like classics from you know, the eighties and, and which is one of my favorite time periods. I fear that I'm going to steal some other people's. Some <laughs> I don't of think you will. I, I tried to stay away from no, some, I, some ones that I felt okay. that you guys would go towards. So uh, I think you'll be okay. On okay. My list. okay. Yeah, now, and I, I tried to mix it up as well. Try to pick different eras, different types. Yeah. 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 So I think very good. We'll see. Very good. Um, I have to start with, I mean, Adam, you said you were listening. I knew you were going to go with Huey Lewis, so I stayed away from Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite movies of all time is is Back to the Future. And I, I actually didn't, I, I, I didn't know, I wasn't sure if Huey Lewis in, in the news wrote this song specifically for Back to the Future or not. I thought they did, but I did a little research last night and discovered they did in fact um, write The Power of Love um, for this movie for back to the future. And, and that's a song that has always just stuck with me. I watched Back to the Future so many times when I was a kid, and I always rewatch it at least once a year in my adult life here. And um, I, I just love that song. I think it just fits perfectly into that movie. And it's something that I could listen to over and over again. The, the songs I, I picked are kind of ones that I feel like I could just listen to it um, and wouldn't get sick of it. And The Power of Love is one of those songs. So I, I had to go. Yeah, with Back one. in Time was also written for uh for that movie mm -hmm. specifically that's a good one too yeah yeah i think yeah. he he wrote or scored or combination of yeah. everything and i and i love the in the opening 10 minutes where he huey plays the principal and tells michael j fox that he's just too darn loud <laughs> and that's kind of yeah <laughs> the, the yeah. ironic kind of aspect of that but i mean that i i also love that movie i think it's one the most it does everything right and almost mm -hmm. nothing wrong and it's yeah it's mm -hmm. Power of Love was one of those. I was I told you I was listening to a Huey Lewis uh, playlist today, and it came on actually twice for some reason. And you know, sometimes when if that happens, I'll skip it just because I already heard it. But I mean, it's like it starts again. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> like, I have to listen to it it's, again. It's a sign. Yeah. It's a, there. There's a reason why it's yeah. on there twice. Yeah. So my first one, and this is going to be a, kind of a different one a little bit, but I didn't even think about this one until last night. Uh, and I don't know that this was actually written for a movie, but it was when it was released, it was released as part of that soundtrack. Like that was the first time it was released. And it was, and then I, I did some research and it was, if it wasn't, if it didn't start for the, as a soundtrack song for this movie, that's how it ended up, you know? Uh, but this is actually a Garth Brooks song and Garth, Garth Brooks goes for me way back. Like my earliest being a fan of a particular artist probably has to go to Garth Brooks. Like it was like, like I started listening. My mom and dad will tell stories about me listening to the Oak Ridge boys and country group when I was way small. <laughs> and then it just kind of went 
uh, you know, into Garth Brooks as he was huge around the time that I was growing up. So this song is called When You Come Back to Me Again. On a prayer In a song I hear your voice And it keeps me hanging on Oh, raining down Against the wind I'm reaching out Till we reach the circle's end When you come back to me And this is a song written for the movie Frequency, which is a an extremely criminally underrated movie that we might have to talk about it one is. time. And I, I thought that you liked it too, Josh. I love that. But Frequency movie. is a uh, was it like an early two thousands movie, maybe late nineties even. Yeah, I feel like it was starring yeah, uh, Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid. And this is about and Jim Caviezel is a uh, is a homicide detective in New York, I believe. Uh, that kind of dusts off an old ham radio and is able to, you know, due to due to uh, you know, some atmospheric conditions that that are just right, uh, talk to his dad from like the it was the fifties or sixties somewhere in that time period, and they kind of reconnect again. And he, you know, I don't want to spoil the whole thing if you haven't seen it, but it's a really really cool sci-fi movie that you know kind of deals with a little bit of time travel stuff as well. So if you like that stuff, check it out. Um, but this song actually received a, Glo- a Golden Globe nomination for Best Original Song, and it was released as the lead single then later for his, Garth's last album before he retired uh, for a little over a decade uh, for uh, Scarecrow was the uh, song. And it's actually, he actually wrote it about his mother's death, but it kind of fits that theme of the movie really well as you know. also. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, he's talking to his dad from the, you know, decades before and his dad isn't around anymore uh it's, it really kind of fit that movie perfectly and I, I fell in love with that song when i first heard it on the radio um and that's actually what led me to watch frequency <laughs> was hearing that song <laughs> you know so uh hmm. so yeah uh when you come back to me again by garth brooks that's an amazing song i love that song uh great movie too I like it. That was definitely a curveball. I wasn't expecting that. Like I almost forgot about yeah. frequency, but I I, I really yeah. love that movie. Good call. Thanks. All right. Uh, my next pick might be my favorite use of popular music in any movie. Uh, it's from one of my favorite directors of Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has made about I think it's nine movies now. I don't know how he slated. He wanted to make ten, and there's debate on which which movies count as one movie or, or whatnot but this one comes from uh what i like to call a historical revenge fantasy in django unchained and uh jamie fox wrote the song for rick ross and it's 100 black coffins comes at a point where in the movie where they're heading into the plantation candy land and you just know it's the use of foreshadowing and kind of like i said the revenge fantasy of in, including a rap song in a western movie it seems like it wouldn't fit like a lot of things that if you've a fan of tarantino or seen any of these movies you think that 
it necessarily wouldn't fit in the movie. But oh, that's a Will Smith. Foreshadowing. (laughs) 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 We're gonna. I hope we touch on him later. I was thinking about. I was thinking about touching on him. (laughs) (laughs) But but that but that song going in there pretty much uh, at a at a point where you know like you know it's about to go down. And I actually read an article that Jamie Foxx kind of went into what's how that song was made uh it's it just seems like it's it 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 it's odd but it works so perfectly and it's one of my like as a transition song uh a use of transition in a movie it's one of my favorite uses and also it's it it's a it's a good song as well so i chose that to to discuss Awesome. It's been a while since I've seen Django Unchained and I think I only saw it like maybe once. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino and I'd like to revisit that one again sometime for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely a good one. I, I, I mean, I also love Christoph Waltz. It was it, both, mm-hmm. both him and mm-hmm. both Tarantino movies uh, were my favorite, but it's, it's, they bring Tarantino movies bring everything for me. It's, it's like you get, you have scenes that are shot so beautifully that are amongst the best of any movies. You get tons of laughs, action. It's it's like what I call a desert island movie. It, like it yeah. fills all the needs uh, that you might have. But that that one was good, and it was the first time Tarantino used an original song in one of his movies. Typically, he's known for mm. picking through classics from '50s, '60s, and '70s mm. and kind of perfectly working right. them in. But mm-hmm. it was the first time he used an original song in one of his films. So. Yeah, I was a big fan of, um, well, Inglorious Bastards, but also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I really enjoyed. And um, I, I have, you know, Sirius XM and everything. And he actually like hosted a segment on one of the Sirius channels. I think it was like Classic Vinyl, where, where he talked about all the different songs that he used in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it was really interesting to get that insight Um you know, I enjoyed listening to that for sure. I, I haven't gotten around to seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, but I, it's on I liked the it. things to do list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Adam, I know you're a big Bond fan. Have, have you <laughs> Did you inc- include any any Bond yeah. songs in your... Okay. Is it, is it a recent one that you might have included? Maybe. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give that one to you. Then. No, 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 no. It's but fine. Uh, I'll, I don't want to steal that from you. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So I know you're a bigger Bond fan than me, Adam, but I, but I love all the recent Bond films with Daniel Craig, um, especially. I think there's, you know, there's always that song at the beginning, like what's the song going to be? Who's doing it? You know, it's always a big deal. But for me, I think Skyfall is an absolutely beautiful song by Adele. And I feel like this song kind of really ties into, of course, the, the title of the film and um, a lot of the, the, the themes of the film. Um, and I, I feel like there's even, and it's been a while since I've seen Skyfall, but I feel like there's even notes within the score that kind of allude to that, to that song as well. I could be wrong. It's been a while, but um, I feel like Skyfall is again, one of those songs that I could just listen to 
over and over again and not get sick of it. So it's actually I my favorite guys. Bond song. Uh, it, Me too. It, it's top <laughs> of the list for my Bond songs, even even more than those originals. You know, like uh, like mm-hmm. um, oh geez, like uh, from you know from Russia with Love and all those other ones. You know, but it's actually my favorite Bond song of all time. Uh, and I wrote down some things about it because I did have this particular one on my list, but it was actually released at, and I guess this is military time, at 007 uh, BST on October 5th, 2012, mm. as part of Global James Bond Day. Uh, reached number one in 11 countries, including number two on the UK singles chart and number eight on the US Billboard Hot 100. It was actually the first Bond to win all of the following awards. Uh, the Academy Award for Best Original Song, the Brit Award for British Single of the Year, Critics' Choice Movie Award for Best Song, Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song, and Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media. Uh, so it kind of raked in a lot of awards there as yeah, well. Yeah, I knew it it's, won a lot of yeah, awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. it's, it's it, like I said, easily my favorite Bond song so far. Uh, but that was actually third on my list. And uh, so second on my list was... Uh, I wanted to sneak a Disney one in here because, you know, I'm a huge Disney nut. Uh, Can You Feel you the Love Tonight is the uh, the Elton John version. And can you feel the love tonight? How it's led to rest. It's enough. It peaked at uh, number four in the U.S. on the Billboard Hot 100. It was actually number one in Canada and France. Also won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. I uh, found out this week that that was actually supposed to be meant to be sung. Well, <laughs> it occurred during like original concept phase. It was kind of meant to be sung by Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, but Elton John didn't really like how comical it was becoming. He wanted it to be more of like a ballad to kind of fit in with Disney's you know great love songs. Uh, so it kind of reworked, you know, there and, uh, you know, in the end film version is sung by kind of the, uh, the lions, the cast of the lions. Um, and then Elton John did the version that was, you know, included in the credits and then kind of releases the radio signal. So radio single. So, so yeah, I chose, uh, can you feel the love tonight? Because a, I love that song and B that was probably my favorite Lion King is actually my, definitely my favorite Disney movie. Probably actually my favorite movie ever as well. So that's where that hey, comes you can't from. go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with Lion King. You can't go wrong with Elton John. So, yeah. you know, I, I can't argue with that one yeah. at all. Yeah, that that's a great one. Kind of revived his career a little bit too because he was kind of floundering a little bit about that time. You know, doing the mm-hmm. Disney stuff really kind of brought him back into the forefront of popular culture. So Yeah, for sure. All right, so <clears throat> my last one of, of in-depth one, uh, I've never seen the movie, <laughs> funny enough, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's very timely. It's from one of my favorite artists, and it also is a common um, movie tactic as far as songs go, is a remake 
that is basically slated of a classic song that is specifically redone for a movie. One, some things, uh, ones off the top of my head that I can think of is Austin Powers did that a lot. And because of the, the second movie, because he goes forward in time, it made sense that they just released an album of, of classic 60 songs. Uh, but this one is for, uh, was slated for Justice League uh, by... Gary Clark Jr. and it is a remake of the Beatles song Come Together. Come together. Gary Clark Jr. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with, highly recommend checking him out. Uh, he's widely regarded as the best guitarist of our our generation. He's uh, kind uh, of like his, a blues guitarist, right? Yeah, he, he's, he's a, amazing. He has, he's absolutely incredible. It, he's a combination of uh, Jimi Hendrix, and he's from Austin, so he has some Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's just this mm, hybrid right, of yeah. like does some blues songs, but he can he can also tear it up too. It's he's. He's amazing. Definitely check him out. Yeah, no, he's thought, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Thought that version. Uh, I know the song was used heavily in the trailer, and they mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they did it uh, did it up. I don't know if it was used in the movie or it was if what I like to call a credit song. They're just kind of, but it was it was very well done, and it's I feel it's timely with uh, the Snyder cut coming out here in a week or so, I believe. So that was my third yeah for sure you know i can't i did see that movie and i can't remember if it's in there or not i mean i've kind of put that movie out of my mind (laughs) to be honest (laughs) Um, but but yeah i'll have to maybe i should watch that version of it before i watch the snyder cut and you know just just so you can appreciate it that much more or what (laughs) yeah 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 put yourself Um, through the torture just so you can (laughs) right i mean it's not that bad but it's you know i didn't like it that much so Anyhow, yeah. Um, for me, this one might be a little bit, a little bit more unknown. Possibly, I'm not sure. Um, but this is actually from Into the Spider Verse, and mm-hmm. it's a song called "What's Up Danger" um, by Blackway and Black Caviar. If I sound lazy, just ignore my tone, cause I'm always gonna answer when you call my phone. Like, what's up, danger? Miles Morales is kind of very unsure of himself in this movie. He's very uh, awkward and unsure of, of becoming, you know, this version of Spider-Man in this multiverse and everything. And, you know, it's all leading up to this moment where he's standing on top of this building and, and he's about to just take this leap of faith and, and see if he can be Spider-Man, you know, um, and, and his confidence is, is starting to build. And, and this song just builds up to that point. And like the last, like, 30 seconds to 45 seconds of this song is just amazing. It's on all of my workout playlists. It's, I listen to it all the time. Um, It's just one of my, my favorite songs in general. And uh, it fits so well into that moment of the movie. Into the Spider-Verse is definitely Sony's best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. And it might be my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. It's pretty incredible and the animation mm-hmm. in it is so cool it's uh kind of like a watching a comic book come to life in in, in some ways yeah. really yeah. well done 
That's a cool pick. I wasn't expecting that at all. So my last one, I'm going to go with one that I actually learned something about this week. I had no idea this was written for a movie, and like Steve's last one, it's one that I, it's a movie I've never seen. Uh, but this is a movie uh, uh, called Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Uh, as a 1973 movie, I believe, written by Bob Dylan, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. I never knew that that was written for a movie. Like I said, I've never seen the movie. Knocking on Heaven's Door is just a classic, and I've also found out it's kind of one of Bob Dylan's kind of most, you know, kind of post-60s, like, sought-after works that he's done uh, in that time period. But, you know, it's been covered by everybody at this point. Guns N' Roses, Eric Clapton, you know, pretty much... It's almost like if you can think of a band, they might have done a <laughs> knocking on heaven's door at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cover at some point. Yeah. But it's a sure. classic song. It's definitely one of my favorite songs, and I had no idea uh, that it came from a soundtrack you know, for a film. So cool stuff there. That's you, how did you I never find knew. that out? Did you just go searching for, for I kinda it? Was, yeah, I was just kind of Googling around, looking for songs written you know, for movies. That's- and it came up with knocking on heaven's door, and I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Either. And then did some research on it and found out that it was actually written for that movie. So that, that's unbelievable. That's a good yeah. bit, bit of trivia good, there. Good song too. Yeah, yeah. So we got some time left over. I figure we would. But do you guys have any more? I know Josh has some, uh, but Steve, do you have any more you want to? Uh, there, there's a few more that I wanted to to discuss in general. Um, okay. I guess I feel like nothing uh, really like sums up a decade like this song which was kiss by rose from seal which originally (laughs) originally was written for never ending story three but later got picked up as the love theme from batman with val kilmer which one i forget forever forever Forever. 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 Uh, it's a great song it's a great song played in the end credits right yeah yeah but i then i looked up the the music video and it is absolutely hilarious because i cannot think of a least <laughs> like it, it's like what they just they they just squeeze that in i'm like yeah that'll work <laughs> like typical big budget studio we're just we're gonna yeah. jam that in there try to make it more appealing to <laughs> everyone and, it, right, and it's the music video is fantastic because it's like <gasps> It's it's great. So I highly recommend YouTubing that. But that yeah. that was one that I wanted to highlight as just kind of also something that of what another way music is used in movies, which maybe not be the best way, but like I said, it's mm-hmm. a nineties song. It's a it's a good song, but yeah. I don't associate it with Batman. No, but that's that's a good one though. <laughs> That's a good one. I remember the last time I did watch Batman Forever, it took me off guard that that was the end credits song. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, um, go for it, Josh. Yeah, I mean, the next one for me is just kind of, it's one of those iconic songs from, you know, I, I believe this is like another one of those iconic songs from the 80s. Um, and it, it's 
it's a song in the movie the breakfast club um mm-hmm. don't you forget oh, about yeah. me by simple uh <laughs> performed by simple minds i thought um, about doing that one it's just such a good one yeah. I, I can't i don't have much to say about it other than i freaking love the song and every time <laughs> yeah, it's on i i want to listen to it so yeah i know uh yeah. i thought so back when this came out this wasn't a disney song it kind of is now uh but rainbow connection uh from the muppet movie uh which got some radio play and it was kind of a weird radio song because it's kermit the frog and all that but you know uh <laughs> Love that song. That's a beautiful song. It's so weird how Muppet music, which you'd think would be zany and crazy, is uh, actually not a lot of times. Uh, and this is a great example of that. But Rainbow Connection is a beautiful song that I absolutely love. So I had to include it at some point. Nice. All right. uh, another rapid fire. I, I don't think probably one of the most popular movie songs ever, uh, which was used as a theme song for this group, but Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. is, there it is. For, forever linked <laughs> to my childhood and yeah. Halloween every year. You can't, you can't go anywhere. And uh, a bit of infamy trivia is from another song that was on the list is that uh, Huey Lewis in the news did sue Ray Parker Jr. for, stealing quote unquote stealing the riff or the beat uh i forget which song brand new drug i think it is very yeah. similar to uh, this yeah, something class, like that. yeah yeah right. classic classic right is, is it parallel thinking or did you flat out just steal my beat uh type deal yeah but <laughs> so hard in music it comes up all it, the time it, in music yeah but ghostbusters by like it's it just it's perfect it it basically the whole the whole greatness of that movie in, in a three minute song. And it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm with you there. That was next on my list for sure. And you know, Sydney just loves the song and sings it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's into ghostbusters right now, but um, next up for me is actually a song by Ed Sheeran called I, was, I see fire. I was going to include um, this. And again, I stayed away from this one because I figured <laughs> it would be on your list. Yeah. In the, uh, during the credits of the desolation of smog from yeah. the Hobbit trilogy. Um, you know, I, I think again, this is just a, a, a beautiful song by Ed Sheeran um, that, you know, just has a lot of lyrics that obviously reference the dragon in the movie and, yeah, and, right, and, right. and everything. And um, it, it kind of has this very, um, this kind of moodiness to the song that I, I really like as well. So, yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. My last one's kind of, I'll, I'll just throw out, you know, we talked about it a little bit not too long ago, but um, I'll just kind of mention Will Smith because some of those movies he did back then, Man in Black and uh, Wild Wild West, where he was kind of starring in and then also writing for <laughs> in the movie. Um, you know, those are great songs. And, you know, I saw those movies just because of Will Smith. I love Will Smith. Um, and... I had to include them at some point, but uh, yeah, Men in Black had that soundtrack for some because I don't listen to rap, mm-hmm. but I had that soundtrack, you know, just because I <laughs> had to. Uh, and then Wild Wild West was you know kind of the follow up to that, but same idea. Uh, but yeah, uh, two great things. I, that's kind of that's kind of my last. That kind of wraps it up for me. But I, I just love Will Smith, everything about it. I love that. And I thought about a lot about Will Smith when I was thinking about this topic. I love how Will Smith was the star of the movie. And he also wrote a song, and it was the title of the movie. 
Oh yeah, there's no variation. Yeah. No, yeah. Men, in Black, <laughs> Men in Black song. Yeah, Men Wild Wild West. Yeah, same thing. Switch, <laughs> whatever it was. Like yep. that. That is. That's the challenge, and it's yep. something. To, and then they were, and they were smashes. I remember. You yeah, they were huge. Back to, yeah, you're gonna go back to school in the fall without having knowing at least all the words and having seen the movie. And it was mm-hmm. just one of those things of the. Like late nineties, early two thousands, where before you could download individual songs, these soundtracks were were vessels to print money and have people buy buy uh compilation albums essentially. Unless you were so, getting them on Napster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it it all depends. Like that that was the transition out. You actually won a Grammy for that too, uh for for Men in Black, I think. Yeah, well, good, I'm glad you were able to include Will Smith here for sure. <laughs> Had to. Is it cool if I if I do one more? No. Everybody okay with that? No. Of course. Okay. Well, um. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this this movie came out in 2008. This is the 2018 version of A Star Is Born. Um, the movie in the back half is a little bit depressing, <laughs> um, but but this moment in the movie where um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper perform this song is just my favorite moment from the whole film, and it's the song's called "Shallow." and And I had no idea that Bradley Cooper could sing or you know decently or anything like that. Um, but just those two together singing that song in this moment, it, it was really a just a, a really great moment in that film. So I had to mention "Shallow" because I, I think that's a a, so, a very popular song that we hear all the time now too so nice uh steve do you have any more i think that's it i mean i guess i'll go one more last one is the other my favorite kenny Loggins song it's not footloose but it is danger zone i was wondering if anyone would say (laughs) footloose because i I thought about putting it like that's not my favorite movie foot footloose is class yeah extremely popular it's probably his most popular song oh yeah but but danger zone Zone. is with without like it just i feel like it it encompassed that whole movie and and the decade as far as just the sounds and like it's just a it's it's you can't go anywhere without out hearing hearing that song and it's reliving the movie it's it's also one of my favorites which kenny loggins is an interesting artist that goes to do some things like you know like footloose to to this crazy like uh, you know danger zone rock <laughs> song but then he can do something like return to poo corner <laughs> about yeah Winnie the yeah Pooh. Like, it's it he just... also did rainbow connection he did, a, he did a, i mentioned rainbow connection he did a cover for of rainbow connection underappreciated and very interesting i agree yeah yeah well, i'll tell you what guys this was a lot of fun this is a blast thank you this thank you so much idea. for this idea i love yeah. this segment yeah was great. I'll, I'll i'll keep them coming see see if i can think of anything more but i i definitely thought i'm like you know what this is this isn't talked a lot i mean i, I listen to a, a fair amount of podcasts see some lists of certain things but i think it's something that isn't really thought about that i feel like yeah. really, like obviously i feel scores make a movie to to a large degree but these mm-hmm. songs sometimes you can't go anywhere without thinking of of the movie what you're doing when you saw the movie did you have an album or uh, like Adam said, do you have this movie soundtrack that you had really no business owning <laughs> yeah. uh, for any other reason? Yeah. It's like, yep, sure enough. They got me. This movie was awesome. And yeah. so was this song. Yeah, so. the, the little white kid buying the men in black album. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but that, that I had a lot of movie soundtracks and I was even yeah. thinking um, one last thing I thought of was, 
even just the like you said like the soundtrack albums of of things like that i remember one last one that we doesn't really deserve to be talked about but i remember godzilla because i grew up and my dad listened to classic rock i listened to 102.5 wdv out of pittsburgh still do listen to the morning show and godzilla came out with matthew broderick and there was this mashup of jimmy page and puff daddy where they basically redid cashmere <laughs> and, and puff daddy i think it was uh this is that 2000 Tuff. godzilla was, movie is that it was 1998 it was like okay, first, so, okay okay it was the same year armageddon came out because i thought it was hysterical at the beginning of armageddon that the pug like stepped on this toy godzilla it was like one of the first scenes of the movie and they were like dueling blockbusters that speaking year. of armageddon mm-hmm. though <laughs> oh yeah that was the soundtrack <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to miss a thing yeah that, that was <laughs> I see what you did there <laughs> that, that was a, a classic that whole album was great because aerosmith yeah. basically had the whole thing minus like one or two songs yeah. But yeah, that 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 was one where it's like the 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 remake type mindset of just try to appeal to as many generations as possible when trying to put out a product out. That was prime example of like, let's take Puff Daddy and the most one of the most iconic rock songs in Cashmere riffs ever. Well, we might have to do you know, now that you're mentioning that. We we talked a little bit about um uh what did we mention before yeah, like i talked about johnny be good maybe we have to do a show about you know that you know songs that were used in movies that kind of just songs got probably, tied into movies you know, used, the, yeah you know that, that really became a part of that movie uh, like right. a, almost that'll, that'll a, be our almost yeah. like a cellular I, level you know yeah it'll be part I, two i, I had yeah i do have a few off the top of my head that that are used used quite well so that that nice. would be a part yeah we'll do this again happened. we'll do this again then we'll do, and we'll do that uh, sounds, sounds good to me sounds cool good. well thank you for joining so, us steve yep. i appreciate it thanks, thanks for the idea not good seeing you get yep. ready for to seeing come back too. and do part two <laughs> that All we right. just thought Set. of off the top of our head uh but yeah thanks again and uh look forward to having you back all right sounds yeah, man. good guys you take care thanks hey doc we better back up we don't have enough road to get up to 88 roads Thank you again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed that segment about our favorite songs and movies. If we left something out, and I'm sure we did, that you wanted to throw in, you you better get those voicemails in. Uh, You can do that on anchor.fm. You can send us a 60-second voicemail there. Uh, So, you know, make sure... We'd love to play that on the show, and uh, we would uh, love to hear what your favorite... Uh, popular songs that made it into or that were written for movies uh, what those might be remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and if you're on one like apple podcasts that lets you leave a review please do so that helps us get out to more people it helps us to know what you like and don't like Uh, and it's just it's immensely helpful we wrapped up our wandavision watch party in our our discord server this week we watched the finale again and uh got a little emotional again but uh that's i guess that goes with the territory we're still doing these and uh, we have a week in between uh wandavision and falcon winter soldiers so we're gonna do something a little different next week not quite sure what yet but it'll be it'll be fun and uh you want to be there for that so make sure you join our discord server to join in on that fun the links for our server can be found on the website and also uh, in the show notes every week 
Uh, so join that. It's a lot of fun being in that server. You'll have fun jumping in as well. Check out the website from a certain point of view.com. We have all kinds of blog articles there. You can send us uh, questions and show topics. There's links for all of our contact information as well, uh, including our socials, which are uh, Insta- Instagram and Twitter, both at certain POV pod. Our Facebook page is from a certain point of view. And you can email us at certainpovpod at gmail.com. We are also part of the Red 5 Network. Check them out at red5network.com. It's a great family of podcasts talking about you know everything, not just Star Wars, not just movies. There's all kinds of stuff on the Red 5 Network, including uh, make sure to check out Wiki Radio. Uh, Wiki Radio actually took home a uh, an award this week from the Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival. Uh, they won Best Movie-Related Podcast uh, this this week, so congrats to them, and check out uh, that show. That they have a great show over there. I was happy to join them once uh, a little while ago, and, you know, and want to work with them again here soon in the future, too. Uh, you can find me on the internet, on Twitter and Instagram, at TheGauze85. And Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722. And, of course, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and very soon we will be dropping some reviews on there of some upcoming things like uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League and Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes. So stay tuned for those. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We thank you. And remember, everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view.